This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I was going back through my show notes, which I have every single episode of show notes since the very first show. And um, I went back looking for something completely different. And I was reminded by how funny the first podcast was. It's amazing that I survived it. Uh, I didn't realize how much (laughs) that I had scripted here. But I would like to just share with you (laughs) the first humbling moments of the debut podcast. And it went like this. Welcome to the Christopher Scott Show. It's Wednesday, September 6th, and we're broadcasting live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Good morning. I'm Chris. <laughs> I don't know how long I can continue on with a straight face. It continued. Today, we're going to discuss the secret coffee recipe that will rock your world. <laughs> the rain in Texas and some weird, weird stuff going on. Australia offers some advice to President Trump. Football season is starting, and there's a big question with the NFL. Why popcorn pops and more? Stay tuned. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, perhaps one of these days we'll play it for you to listen to this mayhem. It actually was not a bad podcast. It was just the opening that really was terrible. And, uh, you know, it's still difficult to open a podcast. Well, today I did not begin the podcast the way that I intended to at all, at all, which kind of throws things off in a big, big way. It really does. The reason that I mentioned it while we're at it, the very first podcast, there was uh, something. I have it in the notes here. Well, maybe it wasn't with the very first podcast. Maybe I'm wrong about that. That could be. Um, no, I think it was here. Yeah, I can't can't verify that. Uh, interesting. Perhaps I shouldn't have looked. I just ruined my whole point. That's not a good way to open either. There you go. Put that down in the notes. Do a little better research before you open with something that's wrong. Early on in the podcast, which started September 6th, 2017. Amazing. Over six years ago now. Crazy when I think about it. We're, uh, what are we over, 1,500 podcasts, uh, millions of downloads. Crazy to me, really, the places that some things have popped up. But back then, six years ago, I said something very significant. I said, we better be careful, or one day we're going to wake up to a country that we no longer recognize. And I'm going to say to you, all of six years later, I believe we're there big time. What do you think? It's just insane to me, the things that are going on everywhere I look. What happened to our country? It's really not a joke anymore. You know, this, you know, you wait and see what's going to happen. Wait and see what's going to happen. I saw the story looting and rioting in Memphis, multiple locations, multiple stores. I told you this was going to happen. Pay attention to this. These actors that are carrying this out, they are playing on an advantage that most people don't realize, and that advantage is the law. What do I mean by that? The police are on their side at this point. 
because between the wacky laws that have been adopted over the years, making it impossible for people to defend themselves, making it impossible for law-abiding people to defend themselves. You want me to make my point? The same time this came out in Memphis, up in New York City, guy shoots a guy for, what was he doing, mugging or beating a woman? She comes out and says she wished she wouldn't have used the gun. Thank you for helping, but I wish you wouldn't have done that. This is unbelievable to me. The point being, though, the guy got arrested. And just like the Marine on the train, they're going to go to jail. This is the new Bolshevik order that we live in. You think I'm kidding. But to keep with my point a second, just particularly from a security perspective, you now have a situation where large groups of roving gangs, largely black Muslim, not always, but largely, okay, uh, running around committing horrific crimes with nearly complete impunity. I mean, hell, in the rare cases that anything is done about it, uh, they're going to come back and say to you, well, they were disadvantaged. We need to help these people. It'll be just like uh, Palestine. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The Israel and Palestine conflict. The same thing. Uh, it's huge to me. Um, the no bail. You, people arrested. All these changes. Tell my wife about this. All these changes are making, oh, this is going to lead to big problems. Oh, no, we're there. The big problems are here. I saw um, MIT, um, Jewish students being harassed, blocked out of classes. I saw, I think it was in Texas, a guy beat up a girl. Um, Florida, pregnant woman, tried, a guy tried to carjack her, running from the cops. All over the place. And this is, you know, any given day. This happens all over the United States all the time. But don't tell me there's not an increase. We've seen it here. The um, robberies on homes I mentioned to you here locally. I don't know. They're making out with $150,000 worth of jewelry. I'm glad I'm not a target. We don't have anything to be a target, really. Did you see what's happening in Spain? This is like a velvet revolution in Spain pushing back on socialism. Another podcast that I did back about six years ago, telling people, warning people, that was over the Trump dossier. I said, don't let this stand, I'm telling you. It's too late, too little, too late. How much has the country changed? It may very well be in November to remember. Let me uh, share a couple of headlines with you. I have no way of verifying all this, by the way, and there's so much misinformation out there, so forgive me. I just don't have the ability to do it. Uh, I try to check as much as I can. Um, I got a lot of information in front of me. I think I get it mostly right, but there's no way I can filter through and verify everything right now. Uh, anyway, here's uh, some big headlines. Tucker Carlson visited with Julian Assange. Where is Assange? I don't even know where he's at. Crazy story, right? FBI raided the home of New York City Mayor Adams. They took his devices. They raided his home. This is serious. He was on his way down to Washington to complain about the migrants. They turned him right around. You're going to tell me that that's not coincidental? Now, people are saying, oh, maybe he is one of the good guys. Yeah, maybe he is. <laughs> okay. Uh, Trump lawyer John Eastman reveals eight subpoenaed emails. Clarence Thomas was our only hope to stop the 2020 election certification. I think Mike Pence was a big part of that. Sam Bankman-Fried found guilty on all seven charges. Boy, didn't they run him up quickly. He's going to do some prison time. Um, the Mayor Adams story, by the way, uh, saying that he allegedly took 
donations from Turkey. This is very interesting to me. So maybe that's what the migrants, they say, okay, you want to take donations from Turkey? We're going to ship you a bunch of Muslims. Here's another little story. Am I getting out of order here? I don't, I don't need to go in any order, do I? I do have it here, but I'm going to mention it now. They're saying that only a small, small percentage of these migrants in New York City are actually working. None of them are taking up work. They bust a bunch of them into one of these new tent setups that the, the Mayor Adams set up for them. They rejected it. They turned away. What does this tell you? I, I'm concerned. We have family in New York City, and they don't seem overly concerned about it. And um, I, I think that there's a serious, serious concern. I really do. Um, James Comer, Representative Comer, says the Bidens are going to be subpoenaed in the next few days. How come we never get the subpoena? How come we never get the January 6th footage released? Somebody want to explain that? Multiple uh, U.S. banks hit by deposit delays. I mentioned this. This, I believe, is over a compliance issue. They're pushing. Uh, I really don't even know what's going on with it. Um, the bottom line is you can't trust the dollar. The dollar's failing. They're going to do everything and anything they can to prop it up, push it up. Everything is just going to get more dystopic. It really will. I mean, look, think about it. Here's where we're at as a country. You have to have known somebody in this situation. Um, I'll, t- I'll put it to you this way. Uh, it seems to come up every Marine Corps reunion every time I see my unit. I used to play this little game. We weren't making any money. We didn't have any money. And I certainly wasn't saving any. I didn't have time for that. And uh, so one of the little games you could play is you could go down to the, the, uh, the exchange down there, the PX, you know, the commissary, your shop, and they would cash checks for you. And, you know, back then there was like a delay. So you could go two days before payday and go cash a check and wouldn't make it through the bank until after payday. You'd more or less be good with that. And uh, if that would work, then you could buy an extra day by cashing a check, going back the next day cashing a check, and then depositing that cash. (laughs) And this is what I was doing. And it's really no way to manage your money. It caught up with me rather quickly. Apparently, the federal government's able to extend these things out a little better than I am. Um, this story actually gets better in my money mismanagement at that time. Um, I learned, a, I'll just say it to you like this. I learned a very important lesson uh, going home with basically very little money. And, uh, you know, it was very uncomfortable, I'll tell you that. And I would have been in a much better position in many ways had I done better with that at that time. Uh, but it did, it was a wake-up call to me. And uh, I was barely 21 years old, and then I said, you know what, I need to get a handle on this. I learned quite a few. I'd taken out a, a high-interest loan, and it was a real pain getting out from under that thing. Uh, but a lot of those lessons I learned about money management and saving, I used to buy a home young and use my VA benefits to do that. And, and then ultimately it was the equity in that first house that, uh, allowed me to start some businesses. I just kept parlaying that money. And uh, I was talking to a guy 25 years old, and he says he's looking for a house. I said, you know, it's a tough time, man. I said, don't give up, though. I said, look for something that you can add value to. He said, what do you mean? I said, I don't care if it's a garage. I mean, ideally, it would be like making, you know, turning a single family into a duplex and renting half of it out. Like, that's the only way I see anything working these days. But I, I said, you know, maybe uh, he makes pretty good money. I said, you know, maybe you know, just rent the garage, something to get some income off of that thing. 
and, and buffer things a little bit. But you're going to have to think creatively these days. But I said, don't be afraid to do it because of that equity from that house. I thought I'd be careful because it's a little different now for sure. But the equity that I built, as soon as I got it, I started paying down on it and uh, utilize that equity to do things. But anyway, the United States is in the same situation. Uh, but ultimately, you know, this debt, it has to be dealt with. And I was watching an interesting video on our monetary system and how the money flows and works, which is something that I remain fascinated with for many years now. Uh, I really don't understand it, but I do, kind of. All that to say, I am no expert on it. But this fiat money, you know, he's talking about, oh, China's our enemy, Russia's our enemy, Muslims are our enemy. Our enemy is fiat money. That has been the beginning of the end to every civilization. Uh, fractional reserve banking, fiat money, whatever you want to call it, all in the same basket. And pretty soon, you're like, why do I have to run down to the store? Just, I need you to get it back down to the, I was down there already this morning. You first, you, you, I used to go to the store once a month. Now all of a sudden you got me going every, once a day. And now you want me to go twice a day? Yeah, listen, it's very, it, listen, it's a, you're a threat to our democracy if you don't continue this. I mean, that's where the bizarre, it really is where it's originating. And I don't know if you're getting my analogy there. But the fiscal spending is so out of control, they can't print the money. Like, there's already pushback on that. Oh, well, they had trouble with the last bond offering, then we don't hear anything. Now, there has to be somebody that's plugged into it. Maybe it, you know, worked itself out. I don't know. It's very interesting how they play these games with the money. They, they print money, and then they write a loan to this that's uh, doubled down. And the bottom line on all this math, by the way, just to give you the, the net result of all this, the purpose of the video was to explain that there was no way that the money – could, the, the debt could possibly be paid back. And they identified, without identifying anything, like $60 trillion in debt worldwide, American dollar debt, $60 trillion, $60 trillion. And he said, but there's only $20 trillion in cash out there. So the money can't get paid back. How's that happen? Fractional reserve banking. It all seems like a good idea, right? I mean, hell, it was just um, two, three years ago you had Ocasio-Cortex out there. If we need more money, we just print it. It was as ridiculous as me saying, if I need more money, I just write another check. The difference is I learned that at 19 years old, and as a country, here we are 250 years in, and a world of history, and we're still making the same mistake. It's a real shame to me. I don't think, with the, considering how far and wide the dollar goes, even now, I think countries are getting away from it. They're seeing it. People are getting away from it. I mean, I've seen people sell their businesses. They move it into other assets, cashing out, getting rid of cash, buying gold. There's no real way to completely get away from it. You cannot. I mean, the economic fallout of a currency collapse. By the way, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm not seeing like an overnight currency collapse. As a matter of fact, in the video, I was talking about this. So, you know, if, if you let these things work out naturally, um, it would probably happen pretty quickly. But when the government gets involved, they end up just prolonging the misery. They really do. They make it worse. And that's exactly what's happening now. Exactly what's happening now. I saw a headline. States giving away $1,300. What's one? It's Alaska. Oil money revenue that they pump back into the population. Has anybody looked at what the, the actual net impact of that is on the society up there? 
uh, you know, from what I told, there's a lot of drugs and um, uh, destruction. In all this, you have to ask yourself, you know, what's happening? Well, people aren't going to church. Well, why aren't people going to church? Well, because they don't have to hope and pray that those crops grow anymore. You know, just print some more money. And it's like, ah, oh, things are a little more expensive. Well, let's print a little more. I don't know, cash another check. That's the cause of all of our problems. Um, Pentagon is no longer going to fly Congress uh, to Israel. I'm not sure how significant that is. Um, software uh, company Adobe was caught selling AI-generated images of the Israeli-Hamas war. That's a huge deal. What do you, you know, what laws are there about that? This is how defunct our government is. Talk about behind. Forget about just the, the financial problem. Where's our government on really providing guidance for AI? And I don't want AI and uh, government involved in AI. I don't want them reporting to Joe Biden like they're trying to. I want a rule that says, hey, if you're going to generate AI images that, that are going to be photorealistic, they have to be labeled as such. How difficult is that? Donald Trump letting out little clues about election interference. His trial is supposed to be televised. We'll see if we hear all that. Um, my gut feeling is this. Have you heard this, by the way? I'm talking quickly here. Do you know what's going on with this? Trump mentioned the watermarks on paper ballots during the election. And there's a story, supposedly, okay? And at the same time, there's a story coming out of uh, Georgia that the lawyers have resigned and that they have these paper ballots that don't have the proper watermarks, that they're clearly fraudulent, and they won't let them be seen. And here's what I say I think is going to happen. Trump is calling the opposition's bluff. They cannot afford to reveal that the election was stolen. I mean, you, the country, the risk is just enormous. It really is, to let that be known. And it's not even just the crazy Republicans, the right-wing threats to democracy. Once the, 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 it becomes widely known that the elections are tainted, which it, it's pretty well known now, we're getting pretty close, you're going to have even more mayhem. And you're seeing that already. And maybe it'll bring um, some much-needed constraint. I don't know. But the point is this. Trump is making these indications, hey, I'm going to require you to show your fraud, and you're not going to be able to stop me. Now, I'm just speculating this. If that is the case, I see this as a huge uh, hand for Trump to play. I mean, he's got a, a straight flush here, in my opinion, or doggone close to it. And I think that's why now you're hearing Jen Psaki. Have you listened to her as a newscaster, by the way? I'll get to that. She was out, you know, oh, if Trump's going to be the one, it's the destruction, and they're just all focused on Trump, 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 Trump. That's all the news is about. And I think they've already made the deal. And for Kennedy and um, some of these other people, um, it will become a time for them to play a role in the administration, I suppose. And uh, we'll see how all that goes. Um, I don't know. Uh, this is a lot of speculation and a lot of uh, foo-foo guesswork, <laughs> to be fair. But um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I see Trump as likely being the next president. I really do. Um, they say that Kennedy is trending this and that. and They don't stink and know. I, I keep coming back. He's like, oh, the polls say. I think I, think I did actually get, get finally called for a poll one time, but... 
like once. I'm like you know, this, this stuff is fake. They're like, hey, come come up with a poll. <laughs> come up with a poll that says that uh, Trump is leading. And then the next week they'll be like, Biden ahead two points in swing states. You know, or in a, in a, in a uh, what's that fake <laughs> college out of, uh, I think they're out of Washington State, Quinnipiac, or they're thinking, uh, I don't know, Saskatchewan, <laughs> I don't know, somewhere out there. Um, this Quinnipiac University, it's this, you know, super liberal goofball lady. I don't even think she's a professor. I really don't know. But there's no no validity to the Quinnipiac poll. But you watch next week. In a match-to-match strong, a Quinnipiac straw poll. And what the heck is that? Nobody will know. You'll never see the data. It's not going to be available. In the meantime, um, a new primary election ordered in Connecticut. The state court alleging fraud. I want to say they ordered it. Democrats in Massachusetts and New Jersey are also accused or charged with election fraud. I told you this was going to happen. Once the template was laid, once the Democrats became comfortable doing it, that the junior Democrats were going to say, hey, wait a minute, I want to have my turn too. Zelensky invited Trump to Ukraine. Can you believe that? Trump decided he was not going to go. This is what I'm told. Um... Uh, we've sent a uh, nuclear-powered submarine to the Middle East. This is highly significant. I do not know, maybe somebody listening does, you know, what kind of uh, foreign deterrence there are to our nuclear submarines, but uh, these are some nasty, nasty weapons systems. And these are basically being lined up against Iran, I guess, as a deterrent. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how all this plays out. Very concerning to me. Um, Iran, they're continuing to make calls, continuing to make threats. Pfizer laying off 800 workers in New Jersey. That's really something to me. Pfizer laying after all the money that they stole from the American people and they're still laying people off. Where'd that money go? That's what you really want to ask. Well, the shareholders will be just fine. Who knows? I probably have some. Uh, this is interesting. World Health Organization warns that painful mosquito-borne disease will become a major threat this decade. Well, isn't that interesting that um, uh, Russia was just accusing the United States of uh, um, genetically modifying mosquitoes and releasing them. There was just a story about a massive release of mosquitoes um, in Florida, I believe. Um, But, you know, nothing to see. And then they're predicting this painful mosquito-borne disease sometime in the next 10 years. Like advance notice. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, Trump's attorney claims the CIA is involved in the persecution of Trump. That's amazing. Um, Department of Defense issues a nationwide advisory for every city in the country. Crazy. Let me read this to you. This is my guy, uh, Kyle Becker. I want to read it to you. It says, the, the radical left is begging for a reaction. It's baked into the demented socialist cake. The sixth, sixth thing is the longer the Republican Party fails to deliver accountability the more likely it is that there will be a major conflict. A major, America's elected leaders are laying the groundwork for the nation's demise. They are packing in the gunpowder. Now all it takes is a fuse for it to go off. The best explanation for the, all this subversion is subversion, ideological subversion in the universities advanced by the nation's foreign enemies. Like viruses, the universities have dispersed radicals into all the major institutions around the nation. 
Think that it's natural for 90 to 95% of the bureaucrats, teachers, professors, lawyer, lawyers, and journalists to be left-leaning uh, Democrats? It's not normal. It only happens through cronyism and a cult-like adherence to a programmatic doctrine. That is the function of the woke political correctness and identity politics. Absolutely. To snap people in. And, and I'll say this. Um, I'm not going to keep reading through this, but uh, there's clearly been a, a liberal indoctrination uh, program built. I saw this Twitter uh, comment, and it, it caught my eye because the lady said she was Lebanese and she hated Trump. And I start clicking through, and here she's from New Jersey. And she posted a video, she, and, and I'm like, this is interesting. I just want you to know I'm a real person here in Jersey. And I'm thinking to myself, and, and, and by the way, here's what she was doing. She says, uh, well, I'm like Lebanese. This is like Lebanese. <laughs> this lady's about as Jersey as Jersey Shore. So <laughs> I'm laughing at this. And I'm, look, here she's raising money. And she's, I'm a single mom, and I got a heater to replace. She needs to redecorate the house is really what it came down to. She's asking to raise money. And you know what her, her thing was? Because, listen, and I'm here. I'm here fighting for democracy. So this is what's going on. You've got a Lebanese woman who comes here and sits around on Twitter and begs for money because she's a stay-at-home mom fighting for democracy to get rid of Trump, basically, to make sure that you only have one vote. This is like everything, the way everything works these days. Migrants not working. Adam's phone seized. I already told you that. And I think that uh, I already went over this as well. And there's the original link back. Um I'll leave you with this last dystopic story just to give you an idea of, of how things... Actually, I'm going to give you two stories. Um, that January 6th guy down in uh, Virginia was arrested. Did you see that? Army veteran. It was pretty... Uh, there was a lot of news media on it because apparently they had like a, a large number of FBI agents, helicopters, and I don't know about the helicopters, but I saw on the ground many, many agents armed with rifles, you know, all their uh, ballistics protection. And <clears throat> the reports were, people were saying that it was really scary because somebody said there was a tank in the air. I don't know what that was all about. Um, but then they said that, uh, you know, that these armed FBI agents were running through yards. And I thought to myself, this is another thing that's changed. And I've mentioned this on the podcast. When I was a kid growing up, you did not freely run on other people's property. At least the way I was raised, I was raised to believe that there was a chance, maybe a good chance, that you would get shot doing that. Now, I'm just going to say to you, you know, I don't like guns. You know me. And uh, if I saw FBI agents running around, well, first of all, you know, how do you know they're FBI agents? I'm just going to say this. A couple of people show up in my backyard with rifles, and we're pretty likely going to have a gunfight on our hands. Like, I'm not sure that I'm going to sit there and wait to see if they're friendly. Interesting to me. Then the other story is that that's me, right, out here in lily white suburbia, you know, living the fancy schmancy life, okay? Then down in San Francisco, you see that because Z's coming in with 6,500 in his entourage. Oh, I could say a lot about this. I'm like, this guy's bringing in 6,500 Chinese. The governor and the mayor are so afraid down there that they go and clear out the city. Newsom, I even saw him, he was like, if you're hearing about this, it's because it's true, because it is. <laughs> and him and his staff are standing there laughing. And I think to myself, this is really unbelievable to me, that the liberals 
can sit back with a straight face that they've gotten, you know, tied into, oh, the homeless, we have to help them. But if Z's coming in, we got to, they better do some damage control. I like to start, how do liberals explain that? If you're a pro-homeless person, if you're for the disadvantaged, like the good Democrats are supposed to, we've got royalty coming, just push them all out. Where did they go? Where did they go? Where's the investigation? Why aren't they being put in the finest hotels that the area has to offer, like the migrants are? This is how things have become. You go to New York, you try to defend yourself. The Big Apple. America? Is it really? It's being taken over without a shot being freaking fired. And everybody just sits back and lets it go on. San Francisco, if you're, if you're living on the streets, you got no right. They're going to throw you to the, to the wind like Ukraine. Oh, and then for the rest of us, you think, oh, not me. We're middle class. I don't think people have a clue. I really don't. And I don't mean to sound so pessimistic all the time. You tell me, where's the good news? Well, I'll give you a couple. I'll leave you with a little good news. How's that? A couple of things, actually. Trade your social media for getting outside. I spent all weekend outside. I was so happy. My daughter was pretty sick. I even got her outside. Look, this is a basic rule of living a decent life, of being outside. And people are not doing it. It's it, I, That... I have to believe is affecting mental health as much as anything. People being cooped up inside all the time. But there's an opportunity right now. You can catch up on everything you need to know in a nanosecond. You don't have to watch the evening news anymore. I haven't watched the news in forever. Get outside. The technology is uh, presenting a lot of opportunities. I would suggest you use those technological opportunities to learn how to grow food and protect yourself. It's going to become the most important things that we need to do. I can't think of anything else. God willing, I'm planning to be back on Friday, but i got a lot going on this week. There's a chance I might not make it here. If not, I'll see you when I see you. In the meantime, make it a great day.